0: what's up homies welcome to the walkin HTX podcast number four today we're kind of talking about what those Houstonians know that us outsiders have no clue about (laughs) in fact I just shot this video on our YouTube channel yesterday I'm like this is a great topic for people if you're sitting there and you got some time to listen about what is it like to live in Houston Texas and just Texas in general it's such a different culture I always describe it, it's like its own country. There's just things here that, man, they just completely throw you off guard. Um, it's amazing. I love living in Texas and the people here, and every day is just a surprise. So I wanna kinda take you down from a perspective of somebody who's not born and raised Texas. Um, in fact, I couldn't be much more polar opposite. I come from the northwest up North Idaho, so I'm used to having five six months of winter five six feet of snow going ice fishing snowmobiling living in the mountains to now living on the Gulf of Mexico so um, this is just gonna help you if you're thinking about moving here just some of the things that you need to do to get prepared um, there's a lot of things that you're gonna move here and like damn I wish I would have known that and this is such a pain in the butt there's also just some really funny things that you're gonna get used to very quickly here in Houston that I'll, I'll help you with so Before I get to that, my name is Jackson Wilkie. Me and my business partner, Joe Rodriguez, we run the Living in Houston, Texas team. We are the number one relocation team when moving and purchasing home here in Houston. So we've helped over 100 clients do this. This podcast mirrors our YouTube channel, Living in Houston, Texas. And if you ever want any help from us, we love, we get so many phone calls every day and emails. Our email address is down in the show notes below. It is Podcast at realagentnow.com. So the first thing I want to discuss is when you move here and start driving, you're going to notice quickly that since everything is two hours away, going 85 and a 65 is almost going too slow for Houstonians. <laughs> I am a slower driver, I like to go the speed limit and when you hit that beltway and the speed limit's, you know, 65 or 70. I'll go touch over four miles an hour or so, and it is move, bitch, get out the way. I go way too slow for these people. <laughs> Had to throw a little Luda in there. It, it is, it's crazy. You will go four miles an hour over the speed limit, and it's like you're standing still. Uh, these people really drive fast in Texas. I think, you know, like I mentioned, everything is just so far away and you're you know a lot of people are commuting for work all over and it's just the way they were brought up and you talk to locals about it, it's like yeah man just get get the hell out of the way man we got we got places to be so it's a real laid-back culture chill culture compared to you know the northeast in that sense of like personality wise but when it comes to driving they be moving and if you're going the speed limit or just a little above get ready you're gonna get you're gonna get past but if you like to speed a little bit you're gonna you're gonna be just fine Uh, one thing is the power bill here I've talked about this in my channel a few times and the only reason I bring it up is because I've just never heard of this I used to be a journeyman lineman so I worked on power lines and worked with power companies and everywhere I've lived before you pay the power company each month right for for your bill When I got here, they're just like, yeah, man, choose your power. And I'm like, what do you mean choose my power? Like, don't I just pay the power company? like, yeah, pay the power company. But there's other companies that deliver the power. And I'm like, what? So you have to go and do all this crazy research. You can go to like, it's like choosetexaspower.com. And you start shopping. And then you'll spend like seven years trying to go through all these plans. And you have to download all the PDFs and read all the small print and the fine print. And you might see one right off the gate that's twelve cents a kilowatt hour, and that's the cheapest you find. But you look at the small print, and that's only for the first five hundred kilowatt hours. And then five hundred through a thousand goes to fifteen, and it's this escalation. And if you got a big ass house, like you know, thirty-five hundred square foot, and a pool in summer, and AC, you're running like twenty-five hundred watts a month. Like, yeah, your bill's going to be outrageous. Trust me, my first bill was through the roof. I think I talked about that on another podcast. But you're definitely going to want to shop it better than we did when we started and what I actually do now is I go to energy ogre so it's ogre just like ogre from Shrek so I do energy if you want to go to my youtube channel living in Houston I do a video on how to save money on your Texas power and I have that on there with a, um, a link you can click to get your first month free but it's ten bucks a month and then they shop the best power for you. They look at your house, they shop all the different rates, and you know if you're going to be working all day, they'll get these you know power plans to where it's more expensive during the day, but you're not going to be there. And then nights and weekends are like really cheap, so you can save money that way, or vice versa. Uh, but you're going to want to figure that out because yeah, especially when summer comes and your AC units are ripping, and if you get a pool and all that, you can start looking into six, seven, eight hundred dollar bills really quick. Uh, like I did and that really hurt something that caught me totally off guard I again I come from the northwest where it's just green and mountains and lots of precipitation and snow and rain and major major blooms right so flowers and trees we got a lot of deciduous trees that lose leaves and then they grow those again and um, I never really was that affected by allergies like I'd never have been a kid who's like you know although when I was throwing hay when I was younger I really wish I had hay fever but I never did get that so I didn't have to throw hay anymore but um, I just never really got hit with allergies that hard this year especially was like really bad but each year around April or so when we really start getting that that bloom here the oak trees and everything just starts going you're going to see this yellow film they call it like the houston snow the pollen is so thick that you can i mean you can physically just see it like a cloud and this year was the one of the worst in fact they had it like at a normal rate of i don't know 200 parts or something like that it was at like 2400 parts and i mean it was thick and i got i keep getting these like little mini ear infection type things and they if they're nasal infections i guess and they kind of hit my ears they hurt for a day or two I, i've just never experienced that and the you will really get hit with pollen here and then african sahara dust or something this dust that comes up through the gulf from africa and, and it's another one so it, it's not like it kills you it's nothing that awful it's just you're going to see these seasons you're going to be like why am i you know just what's going on that's probably what's going to be so get your Claritin's. um what I've learned is the the nasal spray stuff that seems to work the best because um, I, I never really had to do it before. You know, for people who have allergies, you probably got your own remedies, but for me, it was that nasal spray stuff um, that just kind of goes in there and actually protects, you know, your, your passages from getting some of that stuff. Um, but you're gonna get hit with the African dust in the the pollen in the spring. The next thing is the bugs. I mean, everybody talks about them and you hear them and snakes and cockroaches and yeah i mean they're here i'll be brutally honest when i move here because i am deathly afraid of snakes like deathly and my little kids nine and six year old at least not my two-year-old yet but they go to this uh there's so many aquariums and cool places to take kids here i love it Um, but there's this interactive kind of like zoo aquarium type thing where you can pet stingrays and and hold birds and then they got the reptile and you can hold these like six foot boas and it's making my hair stand up on my arm right now my kids love it they love those snakes I'm like no they're like dad we're, g- we're gonna bring one home I'm like well you're not gonna have a home then you're gonna be homeless um, so when I moved here I remember walking around and I was always looking at the ground I, I thought like oh my god I'm in Texas there's gonna be snakes like everywhere I look so I would like walk into things cause I was like that scared of it now I'm gonna probably jinx myself but knock on wood it's not like that actually the only time I've actually seen snakes um, there is some bayous right around us that we go fishing in and you'll see just water snakes out there Um, people have mentioned that they see um, the what's it called oh the water moccasin that's a bad mamma jamma I haven't seen one yet but out at the deer lease I did see a uh, you know, a cotton mouth or it was a diamond or So I don't know my snakes and I don't want to know them, but, um, that's really it. So you don't, they're not like ever. I don't see them at the house ever. You're not going to really typically see them if you do their little rat snakes or, um, you know, those water snakes and stuff. So that's kind of out of the, out of the question. You don't have to worry about them too much unless you're out in the woods a lot. Um, but the mosquitoes, so they're not I mean, I, I, we had mosquitoes in Idaho too, that would just eat you up just certain times. So it really just depends. But yes, the mosquitoes are pretty bad down here because there is so much water. We are the Bayou city, you know, but there's really good ways to prevent, um, getting bit a lot, you know? And so my wife, she, I laugh, but she's like really prone to getting a lot of them. So we started kind of researching it, and I don't know how true it is, but type O blood type people, mosquitoes just love them. So I think she thought, I'm pretty sure she thinks she's type O, but yeah, they like we can go outside. I might get a mosquito bite. She'll get like 50 of them. And it looks like she played goalie for a dart team. I mean, there's just bumps all over her face, neck, hair, legs, you name it, hair. Yeah, she doesn't get bitten in the hair, but they just are bad. But I started, to, I'm like talking to my neighbors all the time. I'm asking him all these questions, right? Like every week, what the hell's up with this power bill? How much was yours? They're like, shit, mine was only 250 bucks. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, man, you got to shop that shit, man. You got to negotiate or go to Energy Ogre, man. You got to do that. You know? I'm like, damn, I paid like 700 bucks. And then I'm like, dude, what's up? With these mosquitoes, we're getting eaten alive. He's like, oh, man, go out there and get your Thermacell. I'm like, uh-huh. Get your Thermacells, man. Thermacell's the greatest thing. So a thermocell, they make these little ones that you like with cartridges and you can put them on your table outside and just turn them on you don't hear them you don't smell them and they they really keep the mosquitoes away and they make a bunch of handheld ones so I take them with me hunting so when we're in the deer blind uh, I'll just hang that in the deer blind and it keeps them out um, they really work well they're pretty cheap and you want to just buy a ton of the refill cartridges and stuff so go to Amazon and just look up thermo cell um, yeah it's like T-H-E-R-M-A-C-I-L I think but if you just Google anything thermocell, mosquito whatever it'll come right up uh, but you're gonna definitely want to make sure that you have some thermocells if you're gonna be hanging out on the back patio a lot they even have mosquito systems to where you can wire them in have people come and they, they put these hoses around your fence and, and like around your gutter in the back and it just sprays the stuff every once in a while and everybody I talk to who gets that system just like raves about it and the new house we're building has it so I think that our house could have been completely demolished and nasty, but it had that mosquito fence, the guard thing on it. My wife's like, we gotta have it. (laughs) That was her selling point, was the mosquito spray thing. So um, we're really excited to to use that so she doesn't get bitten. The other one, the the little silent killer is these microscopic little fire ants, man. They come out hot and heavy. You don't even know they're on you. Next thing you know, it feels like your foot's on fire. Um, Again, what they do is they'll they'll bite you and you get this little red bump, and then like a day or two later it turns into a pimple. It has a white head. That's all I get. My wife, again, she's allergic to them, and her foot, if she gets two or three on her foot, the whole foot will swell up, like probably four to five times the size to where she can't even walk on it. Poor girls, just but now we're starting to learn these things, you know? So know we spray kill for them and if they're outside the house we'll spray them and she's always just kind of now she's observing she's always looking so that she can see where they are if you haven't noticed yet in your shopping homes you probably see um the property taxes can be really really high comparative to a lot of different states some states people are like that ain't that ain't chito um but for me it was it was a big shock but there's a few things you can do to kind of mitigate or lower the property taxes um because every year it goes off an appraised value and then there's a tax rate so obviously we don't have state income tax and so it's a way that they're getting taxes for roads, schools all that so there's certain cities that have lower tax rates um sometimes you just got to be where you got to be and you take it on the chin kind of but every year what they do is they do this kind of just general appraisal on your house and what they're gonna do is take kind of comps in the area and just assess your home value and so if you really want to get crazy first of all there's two ways to save money on your property taxes one they send you a sheet and says hey you have gotten your appraisal this is what the the number is Um, if you want to fight it you go down to the county court whatever so you can go down to the county courthouse and fight it and i have literally talked to a dozen people who go and do it and they they win it every year if you show up and do it you can lower your, so you know let's say they say your house is worth 550 and you're like no 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 no. like last year it was only x amount and you can only go up you know five percent a year anyways and last year it was only like four hundred thousand. now you're saying it's 550 especially with this market lately you know they're going off these crazy prices and so you may be able to drop that down a hundred thousand dollars or fifty thousand so when you have a tax rate you know just easily you know if it's like 2.35 percent, then it's 2.35 you know and then times your your home value so to drop that 25 or 50 or a hundred thousand dollars it's going to lower your annual property taxes the other thing you can do is when you move in research your homestead exemption so if you are using um, as long as it's not a second home if it's your primary residence then you can claim uh your uh your homestead exemption, and that will knock another twenty-five thousand off your uh, property taxes too. So, those are ways that you can knock down. And what it does is take twenty-five thousand off of your appraisal. So, if you go and fight your appraisal and get that knocked down, and then do the homestead exemption, it's another twenty-five thousand on top of it. You know, you can start saving possibly you know a couple hundred dollars a month on your property taxes. But they are what they are. Um, again, you don't have state income tax, so. They get you with the property taxes. And there's are certain areas that have lower tax rates. And new construction typically has higher ones because you're paying down the bonds of the water and the sewer and all the connections to build the development. And so older neighborhoods typically will have lower tax rates as well, as well as certain cities and suburbs just generally have lower tax rates. <clears throat> this is just scratching the surface. Uh, there's so much more, and I am going to get all of it out on this HTX pod podcast but our favorite thing to do is help you move relocate here and and buy your home it's so difficult to figure out where to live it is such a massive city I've moved here not once but twice and now helping over a hundred clients we jump on a zoom call with you you start telling us your story what you like what you don't like then we can pull up the map and start showing areas you've never even heard of that may fit you and put you in the perfect spot you don't want to be driving two hours everywhere just because you read about an area we can help place you. So the only way we can help you, my email address is down in the show notes below, but it is HTX podcast at real Shoot me an email days, nights, weekends. We love it. And if you would rate and review this podcast, go down and just write me a review and uh, rate this thing. And also put your questions in there that you have. You can send me questions to that email address as well. And I'll answer them on the walk HTX podcast. So until the next Walking HDX podcast, that's a tough one to say. We'll catch you later.